Into every life, a little rain must fall. (laughs) Sometimes it's more than just a little. On Wednesday night, as we were going through the, um, the Sermon on the Mount, we looked at the graciousness of God and how His character informs our character and how God loves not only those who love Him, but uh, He cares for and loves all of creation. The Bible says that, that He lets His sun shine on the righteous and the unrighteous. He provides rain and lets it fall on the just and the unjust. Well, it's a rainy day that we have today, and we have rainy days a lot in life. We have rainy days that we get raincoats out for, and then we have the rainy days that we prepare for, the kind we save up for, the kind we brace ourselves against and, and shelter for. That is, those, those figurative rainy days, those tough times in life. And when those times come as believers, how is it that we are able to keep going? Not simply keep on believing, as we all know we're supposed to do, but keep from losing heart. Keep our motivation going. Well, if there is anyone who ever knew about going through a little bit of rain, it would have been the Apostle Paul. We know that he was beaten, shipwrecked, stoned, imprisoned, on and on and on and on. We can go about all the things that happened to him. And today's passage, he describes how you and I can keep heart and not lose heart. In fact, it's one of the big focuses of this book of 2 Corinthians. So this morning, we're in 2 Corinthians, and we're going to be reading chapter 4, beginning in verse 13. And I'm going to ask if you would, if you're physically able, please stand. Beginning in verse 13 of chapter 4, it is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit. So that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, But what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we as believers, we face a lot of things in life, a lot of rain, a lot of tough stuff. We understand that the gospel of health and wealth and prosperity is no gospel at all. It's a false gospel. Because your true gospel, while it has enormously good news, the best news ever, that we might become part of your family, it also reminds us that we're going to go through some tough times in life. There's going to be times uh, when there's uh, too many bills. There's going to be times uh, when relationships are broken. There's going to be times when health falters. There's going to be tough days in our lives. 
But thank you, Lord, that you have given us the ability to see beyond what's right in front of us and to to realize, God, that there's a reason to not lose heart. And I pray that we would take that from your word today. We would take that and hide it in our hearts, that we'd meditate on it. And, Father, we would just see how we can keep going, even when everything around us uh, comes to a stop. God, we pray and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. What is it about the Apostle Paul? What kept him from losing heart when he was rejected, reviled, resisted, when he was spat upon, when he suffered, when life just didn't go the way things should go for people who do right, right? I mean, we have that mentality in our head. If I do right, things should go right. But that's not the way that things work. Paul said, here are some reasons, Corinthians, my Corinthian friends, my church buddies at Corinth. I want to tell you, me and, and, and Timothy and Silas and Barnabas and all, all of my, the, the other folks who came and brought you the gospel, the folks who've ministered to you, here's why we don't lose heart. And he wasn't saying this to brag. He was saying this to share so that they would know, hey, here's why you don't have to lose heart either. And in this passage, he gives us an encouragement to look beyond just the circumstances we see, beyond just that rain that's falling at the moment. We don't lose heart, number one, because we believe in the resurrection. We believe in the resurrection. In verse 13, he quotes uh, from the Psalms. The psalmist said, We believe and therefore we spoke. And Paul says, hey, we got that same spirit in us. We're that same way. We speak out because of what's in us has to come out. Because we believe it, we're going to speak it. And he says, look, we know that the same God who raised our Lord and Savior Jesus from the dead, he's going to raise us also. So when I say we believe in the resurrection and that gives us heart, it not only means that we believe in the resurrection of Jesus, that he's not in that tomb anymore, but we believe that the resurrection of Jesus means something very personal to us, that we have our own day of resurrection coming, that that same power that was operating in Jesus will be operating in us as well. So we we look at things and, you know, A lot of times we look at the world and we have this, I don't know whether it's only rose-colored glasses or maybe it's a bit of reality, but we always tend to look at this world of like, yeah, things were good and then they've just kind of, you know, been going down, down, down. You know, society's getting worse and worse and worse. Kids are having to face tougher and tougher things. You know, money's is getting harder and harder to make a living or buy a house or what. You know, we we tend to look at life and see how things are getting tougher and harder and, and and. Paul said, well, you can kind of skip just right on past that. Yeah, that may or may not be true in the interim time, but look a little bit further. And there is a day coming because of a day past, that day in history in which our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, up from the grave he arose, and guess what? You and I are going to be raised in the same way. And that belief in a resurrection says there's more than what's going on right now. 
And so I don't have to get completely depressed and repressed because of my situation and circumstances. Because I believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not only that, but we don't lose heart because we witness the work of grace in our lives. We witness the work of grace in our lives. Look a little further down. In verse 15, he says, All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. There's a little process here. There's a little cycle that he's talking about. And it's one of these things, he's like, you just, just watch it. Just check it out. Just see what's going on, and you're going to get excited. He said, the grace of God is working. It is reaching. It is spreading. It is touching lives further and further. As time goes on, more and more people are touched by the grace of God. And that results in thanksgiving. He said that results in people being touched by grace and being overwhelmed by this thankfulness for that grace. And he says, and that thanksgiving results in the glory of God. And guess what happens when God is glorified? His name is spread and grace just starts flowing and spreading some more. And he's saying there is this cycle of grace and thanksgiving and glory that just it's an upward cycle, not a downward cycle like we're talking about depressing things. Here's an upward cycle where God's kingdom keeps on growing. It keeps being built. And because we see this, we see that what God has done is moving and marching forward. We witness it. We don't get depressed. We don't get down and stay in the dumps. Now, I don't want to say that we don't ever experience uh, depression. In fact, if you go back and look at many of the greatest uh, Christian figures in history, a lot of them had, you know, difficult struggles with emotions, with mental things, just like everybody else. But there was this idea that whatever we're going through, God's still there. And I can press forward. I can move on because God is still a part of this. So we believe in the resurrection. We witness the work of grace. And third, we experience spiritual renewal. Therefore, we do not lose heart. In verse 16, though outwardly we are wasting away, Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. We experience spiritual renewal in this life. We look and we see that, um, you know, things don't naturally just get better. If you leave a shiny piece of metal out in your yard, you're not going to walk out there a year later and say, whew, it's even shinier. It's got a reflective surface. It looks like chrome now. No, a year later, it's going to be rusted. It's going to, the oxidation is going to take place. I mean, that's just kind of naturally how we see things. And, and, you know, all of us in life, we know that things just don't just get better and better. We don't just all of a sudden, 40 years old, say, whew. I can dunk a basketball now. Isn't this great? You know, that doesn't happen. In fact, I'm putting it rather lightly. Paul put it kind of up in our face. He said, we're wasting away outwardly. I mean, you know, he was not a motivational speaker. He was a, here's the truth and here's how it is. We're wasting away. And even those of us who are in good health and great health, we all know that biologically things are going and, and there is heading towards a day in which we'll take our last breath. That's just reality. 
But here's the awesome thing is that while our personal greats, our personal records of our fastest races and our most weight lifted and and all these things, while those are probably not going to get better and better, they're going to at some point go down and down. Paul says, guess what? On the inside, the inner man, the inner woman inside of us, it is growing bit by bit. It's gaining Uh, There are real gains being shown here. There is real growth going on here. There is a spiritual renewal that cannot be stopped. In fact, do you know that the only one that can stop you from growing closer to God is you? Do you know that? Uh, Not your uh, nosy neighbor. Uh, Not your mean and ugly boss. Uh, not, Not that person in the family that drives you crazy. Not the kids that keep you running. Nobody can stop you from getting closer to God but you. You're the only one because God doesn't walk away. He doesn't step away. And nobody else can come in between you. You and God, he makes sure that. So if you've gone distant from God, it means that you've backed off. You've stepped away. You've turned away. And there is this process as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit. You know, the the way things should work. We've all had plans in our lives, right? Anybody ever had a plan that didn't go right? All of us have had plans that didn't go right. I still believe that the people who, uh, who put together and sell children's play sets, they're terrorists. The ones who write those little manuals for how to put them together, they're terrorists. They're trying to make us self-destruct because you try to read those things. They make no sense at all. The plans, you follow the plans exactly, it still doesn't go. Or if you say, I don't need those plans, I'll just do what looks like it obviously was going to work. That doesn't obviously work either. You know, but spiritually speaking... Our effort is never wasted. Isn't that awesome? There is 100% return on our spiritual effort. There's never a time that we end up, we finish praying and God says, eh, I give you about a 4.5 on that one. Uh, You get half credit today spiritually. No, no, everything that we do for the kingdom of God is all taken into account. It's all towards our growth, growing closer to God and getting to know him more and becoming more like Jesus. So this spiritual renewal that we know and believe and understand by faith in God's word, when we're looking around at the world around us and we think, man, everything is just all going bad. And and, and I know we're not all negative all the time. I hope we're not. But all of us come through those rainy days where it feels like that, right? Where it feels like nothing's going right. Even when it feels that way, by faith, we look at what God tells us and he says, hey, Even if outwardly you're wasting away, on the inside, there is a growth spiral. Uh, There there is this amazing work where you are leveling up. You are growing. You are getting closer and closer to Christ. And that is an amazing encouragement. Fourth and finally this morning, we don't give up. We don't lose heart because we focus on the eternal. The last verse here. And this passage in verse 18, um, oh, well, and I'll go on into um, chapter 5, verse 1. I think I skipped that one earlier. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. When Paul talks about the tent, uh, 
He's not talking about your Coleman camping gear. He's talking about this place that our spirit dwells. And the idea of heaven is not that we're going to endlessly, eternally float around as some kind of little spirits. No, the idea is that God is going to grant us a new tent, a better tent, an upgraded tent. That is our body in which our spirit dwells is going to be a spiritual body that is unbelievably better than the one we have now. And he says, look, we fix our eyes not on what's seen, but what's unseen. The key is here, focus. What are you focusing? I know you got to deal with your neighbors. You got to deal with your bills. You got to deal with your parents and with your kids and, 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 and your coworkers. You got to deal with all this kind of stuff in life. But where's your focus? Do you, do you take all the problems and difficulties in life and is that how you look at life through the lens of those problems and difficulties? Or do you focus on the eternal things? Do you focus on Jesus and you look at all these other things through the lens of eternity, of how, look, Jesus He's got a better thing for me. Jesus is working in me right now. Jesus is building me and renewing me on the inside right now. And guess what? Even on the outside, one day it's going to be all better. And that eternal focus, not getting caught up in short-term gains, but looking at eternity, which is the ultimate long-term, that focus is what keeps us from losing heart. You know, talking about rain... Years ago, I worked in Edgewater Mall. I'm from Biloxi, and so I worked in that mall doing some retail. And I really believe every person who's ever worked retail gets an extra little jewel in their crown, maybe one day in heaven. Uh, really, anybody who works with the general public, it's, uh, it's fun. But I was working there in retail. I remember one day my manager told me that we wanted to have a certain kind of weather because we needed to beat this sales quota. And, I, and uh, in fact, we were those annoying people on commission. Yes, I was one of those, okay? And, uh, and so, <clears throat> but we wanted certain weather to help us. I'm like, oh, what, do you, what do you mean, Chris? Why do, we, why do we need, he said, look. He said, if it's storming out there and terrible, nobody's getting out. But if it's a beautiful sunny day, they're all going to be on the beach. They're all going to be out riding around. They're not going to be stuck in the mall. I said, but look, if we get that light little rain, if we get just enough uh, that, that they're, they're a beach party, uh, is, is messed up, they're not going to be out there playing volleyball or, or, or laying out. If we get just enough, they'll all come here to the mall. He said, it's basic human nature. People who would not have spent money that day they feel trapped in the house, and, and they can't get out because of that dadgum rain. And they're going to say, rain, you're not going to be the boss of me. And so they're going to get out, and they can't go to the beach. Where are they going to go? They're going to go to the mall. And they're going to go to the mall, and guess what? They're going to shop. Even though they say, oh, I'm just window shopping. I'm just looking around. And the longer they walk around, the longer it rains, the more money we're going to make. You know, and I, I thought... You know, years and years later, I look back and I thought, wouldn't that be great if every time there's a light rain on Sunday morning, I look, whoa, the church is packed. We're going to have to go into overflow, folks. People just, they, I, I don't know why that doesn't work for church, but apparently it really did work in retail. 
when there was that light rain, everybody was like, I can't stand being stuck at home, even though they might have sat at home all day. But they're, you know, we all have that little bit of rebellion in us, and we say, oh, I'm getting out. I'm coming out. Isn't it interesting how easily we're affected by the conditions around us? We think we're in control. We think we're going to do whatever we're going to do, and nobody's going to influence or affect us. But something as simple as an afternoon shower can drive up the profits of a retail store. It's why it's so important that rather than being affected by the problems in the world and the thinking of the world around us, that we have a fixed mentality that knows what Christ has done, that he was resurrected and that we have a resurrection coming just like his, and knows that, that we're being restored and renewed, knows that there's this grace coming out and this thanksgiving and this praise and and knows that our focus has to be on the eternal. Because when our focus is on the eternal, when our eyes are fixed on Jesus, and by the way, that's a choice. Paul didn't say that happened by accident. He said we fix our eyes. We choose to focus on the things that really matter, the things of God. When we do that, the little rainstorms of life don't get us off track. And we don't lose heart because we know there's more important things than just the circumstances going on at that moment. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? God, we come to you and, Lord, I know there's a lot of rain. And I don't mean just light showers. There's, there's some gale force winds. There's some nasty hurricane-force storms going through the lives of some of our people right now. And they're dealing with tremendous hardships. They're not imaginary. They're not made up. They are real-life problems and issues. And God, you never tell us to pretend those things don't exist. You never tell us to paste a smile on our face and act like nothing's wrong. Father, in fact, you're there for us to, to give these burdens and these struggles to you in prayer. But God, you also, besides taking these things upon yourself and asking us to give them to you in prayer, God, you also give us a greater mindset that while the struggles of life are real, the weight of glory, the eternal rewards, the things you have planned for us are a far greater reality and certainty that we will come to one day. And even now, though we may not see it with our naked eye, God, we're experiencing your renewal day by day as you work in us to make us more like Jesus. Father, we thank you for that. And I pray that, Lord, that for myself, for every person in this church, whatever we're going through, God, that we would not lose heart, that we would be encouraged as we think about all of the good that you have for us both now and in eternity. Father, bless this time of invitation we have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.